plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, welcome, Power Partners. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're so happy that you are here for our Christmas peace and happy show. I am Cynthia Bryan. The show is coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and it's brought through the airwaves of Be The Star You Are charity. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are, and there is still time before the end of the year to make a tax-deductible donation. It'll help you, uh, you know, put your taxes down a bit while you're doing some good. Go to be the star you are.org. This is from Oliver Wendell Holmes. A mind stretched by a new idea never shrinks back to its original proportions. And with that, it is so exciting for me because my dear friend and uh, the Peace Crusader, Nola Hennessy from Australia, will be joining us in segment two. She is an advocate for peace, and she comes on our show, usually um, this time every year, to bring a message of peace and positivity. And we will be talking to her, and she will give us what is, uh, you know, what them some tools, I think, that will help us for the new year and to make it through the time that we are now because we're in so much conflict and happiness manifests itself in a community and the relationship between health and social connection is deep rooted so we're going to work on finding our purpose and joy so right now though I want to just do a very quick segment that I call night lights the best Christmas trees come very close to exceeding nature and this is by Andy Rooney Well, everyone who knows me understands that I am a nature girl and I spend as much time outdoors as possible in all weather conditions. And as I uh, meander around my property, I'm always investigating the trees and I'm pondering the possibilities for Christmas decor. So when December rolls around, there's nothing that gives me more joy than admiring the twinkling lights that illuminate landscapes and glow on houses and glimmer on Christmas trees. Now, my family tradition has always been to decorate every inch of the inside and outside of the home with holiday fervor. And growing up on the farm, my dad used to joke that for extra excitement, we could just go watch the electric meter spinning wildly around because our ranch house and all the surrounding gardens were adorned with thousands of lights. Nativity scenes, sleighs, Santas, elves, reindeer, snowman, candles, whatever else was kind of over-the-top festive and, you know, illuminate. We also would, would have those luminaries, you know, the, the candles in the bags that would go up the uh, one-mile driveway. Well, because we lived on a farm in the boondocks as kids, we believed that we had to light the night 
so that Santa would be able to find our house in the deep darkness. And we were absolutely sure that the only reason he found us is because we lit the place up like a runway. Now, my children have now flown the coop and they have their own homes. So I am not as crazy as earlier in my life with all my holiday embellishments. Although my extended family still goes all out and my brothers and my nephew's houses could absolutely win awards for their creativity and their innovative illumination and they still light every inch. And my nephew is a fire chief. So uh, he knows how to keep it safe. Um, But trimming a Christmas tree is an active sport. And whether we cut a tree, buy a living tree, erect a fake tree, or bedeck a houseplant, festooning our holiday bushes is as varied as our personalities. And it doesn't matter if a tree is perfect or off kilter. What really matters is the meaning in the moment and the joy that it delivers during the season. And every year I adorn my aging fiddly fig tree at the base of my stairwell with lights and ornaments because it has grown too large to move. When it was smaller, I moved it to another room and put the Christmas tree there. But now it is it is several hundred pounds. I can't do it. So, But in another room, then I'll have Christmas cheer enhanced with glistening and garland trees as well as freshly cut greenery from uh, with flowers from my garden. And what makes all trees sparkle and shine, of course, are those twinkling lights, whether you use the clear or the colored. you got to have lights. And fresh greenery indoors creates that feeling of Christmas, especially with the aromatic boughs of fir and pine and redwood and spruce and cedar. And if you have any conifers in your yard, this is a great time to trim the limbs to use to decorate your porch and patio. Um, I go out and I trim a lot of my uh, redwood trees and I use the the uh, leaves or the branches on um, not only in arrangements throughout the house and wreaths and um, uh, centerpieces, but, but also to uh, put on gifts and presents. Now, holly is a traditional plant to use in garlands, wreaths, and centerpieces. However, any berry-bearing push will um, add color and whimsy to your arrangement. And all evergreens are welcome because they really are long-lived, and so they're great for the wreaths and for the mantle. And include clippings from boxwood, bay, magnolia, and pepper trees. They're all really, really pretty uh, at this time of year. In The Art of Living, Wilfred Peterson wrote, Christmas is not in tinsel lights and outward show. The secret lies in an inner glow. Well, I love that quote. But I always think that my feeling about the tinsel, the lights, the ornaments, and the outward show is that these acrimons provide the inner glow of my joy to my world. So I hope that you, whatever you celebrate, I wish you a season of sparkle and happy health. Glow forth and savor being home for the holidays. And here are just a couple of tips for December if you are in the western United States or you can pick, if, if you're in a snowbound area, just pick the ones that work for you. Deck the halls with boughs of holly, pyrocantha, cotton ester, uh, magnolia cones, rose hips, or any other maryberry. Feed the soil, not the plants. Continue adding organic materials, including bay and hay and leaves and compost to enrich your soil over winter. 
Save birds by going organic. Provide seeds and berries and safe nesting areas. And add a few native plants to your landscape that native birds already enjoy. And then stop pruning your roses to allow those rose hips to form and feed our flying friends. Trim all low-hanging branches of redwoods, pines, firs, and other evergreens. And use them in wreaths, garlands, and holiday ornamentation. You can create a stunning do-it-yourself holiday table arrangement using a combination of evergreen branches, narcissi, pine cones, and other greenery from your garden. And pick the carrots to leave for Rudolph and bake a different kind of fruitcake with organic fruits from your garden. Apples and persimmons are fresh now and are need to be picked because they're either getting eaten by the squirrels or uh, the birds or they're falling off the tree. Or you might have some frozen or canned peaches, apricots, cherries, figs, pears, or even grapes. And then rest this winter. The holidays are a time to celebrate. Celebrate with family and friends. No more ho, 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 like H-O-E. Just take a break from garden chores. You deserve it. And ignite the night with your glimmering light. So happy gardening, happy growing, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. And when we come back from break, Nola Hennessy, coming all the way from down under Australia, will be with us. And we're going to focus on inner peace, avoiding conflict, and why positivity is so important, and especially at this time of the year. Stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming back, and you stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america 
It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is called... Well, we are back with one of my favorite, favorite people, a true peace angel. Nola Hennessy is coming to us all the way from Australia. She is an advocate for peace and people and positivity the environment, justice, and I love that she comes to visit us always right before Christmas so that she can give us her message of peace. Anola, hello and welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. Hi, Cynthia. It's so good to be back speaking with you again. It's I, so warm warm here. I'm in a, I'm in a uh, very lightweight piece of clothing. <laughs> isn't it amazing? I mean, I just, I love that we have the two different the two different climates. I mean, um, yeah. I'm in California, as you know, and it has been cold. It's getting down to like 25 degrees uh, Fahrenheit in the evening and about, you know, like 40 during the day. It's, I think it's supposed to be 50 tomorrow. But I'm sure. But, so we're wearing sweaters and have our fireplaces yeah. going. And today, today is the first day of winter here. So it's your first day ah. of summer there, right? Well, we actually, I think Australia is a little ahead of everything. We we tend to say summer starts in December and runs for three months. So we, we're it's sort of a third of the way through summer now. And oh, really? February, okay. Yeah, February is our hottest month. Oh, oh, my goodness. Okay, so, uh, so now is the sun, like it is getting dark here at about 4.30 in the afternoon. How, how how late is it there? I mean, is it like 9 p.m. that you don't it, still have sun? It, it's getting that way. It's about 8, 8.30 at the moment. So in a few, in a week or so, it'll probably be up around that 9 oh p.m. mark. Yeah. Well, so tell me, you know, so with, because Christmas, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, is so always associated with snow and Santa Claus coming from the North Pole. Um, do you have a tradition in Australia that Santa Claus comes from the South Pole or what? Or no. How, how Santa, Claus, Santa Claus definitely comes from Santa Claus's home. And okay. in, in Australia, um, because we're later than uh, other places, yeah. I, it doesn't mean that Santa, somehow Santa Claus works it out and manages to get gifts to the children here, even though the time zone is later than, than the Northern Hemisphere. So, you know, it, it balances. I think it, there's a lot of helpers that Santa Claus has. And oh, we celebrate the same way. To Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. Then we have Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas. And that's a holiday as well. Right, right. Well, that's a real English holiday, isn't it? So that's what it, why it's uh, there in Australia. Well, um, that it, that's so fun. I'm so glad to have you on. And, of course, the thing that we want to talk about is, first, I would love for you to catch us up a little bit on uh, what has transpired since we last spoke on the air here uh, about peace last year. So many... <laughs> The world just seems to be falling apart. Now we have this Russian war against Ukraine. So this has must have been an incredibly busy year for you trying to get your message out of not only peace in the world, but inner peace. Look, the, the thing that we need to keep mindful of is that as a result of the pandemic, 
the world was going to go into a major upheaval anyway. You cannot have governments supporting their people during lockdowns and providing financial resources and everything else without that coming at a cost. And one of the costs, obviously, is money, but the other is emotional stability, societal stability. Um, you get the whenever there's a crisis, you get the negative actors, the threat mm-hmm. actors actually rising to the surface. So, in every respect, we knew that the 2020 and, and the launch of the pandemic was actually going to cause some significant strategic impact, and that's starting to come out now with with uh, countries that are if not in recession and in depression, they're headed that way uh, where banks are increasing their interest rates to stop inflation and, and things have to get back under control. But what people need to actually do is something I reminded people of three years ago in a podcast was to stay calm, mm-hmm. control what you can control and risk manage situations because a lot of what's happening around us, we don't have control of. We certainly don't have control at at large of uh, we can only observe what's happening in countries that are being invaded or that are having significant political and and social unrest. And honestly, we've got about two-thirds of the world whose countries are in a state of negativity. So they're either there's significant violence, there's terrorism, there's invasions, there's there's wars. We have to get a grip on this as a humanity and it starts from within the, the individuals and it starts in an acknowledging that we shouldn't want to have power and control over everything other than ourselves. You know, and you did talk about that three years ago. Um, of how to have the self-management and to stay calm. But uh, how do we, now that we're in the midst of it, I mean, as you know, you're you're very attuned to what's happening in the United States. I mean, the feds yeah. have have raised interest rates, is it seven times this year? It's oh, like They're doing it here too. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy, right? And it's always been three quarters of a percent. I mean, it's a lot. So for people who are struggling... I know we have to take a deep breath and kind of step back and go inwards, but you always have such great recommendations for the individual, because I agree with you, it starts with the individual. We can we can do a lot as a group, but I think we have to start with ourselves. So, yeah. Yeah, so what would be a first step? Well, at an individual level, it's a bit like holding a mirror up in front of your face. You've got to be able to acknowledge where you are in your life and what's not going well and what is going well. So you celebrate the good things and you look at how you can improve on the not so good things. And what I'm talking about with that mirror is, you know, your physical well-being, your mental well-being, your spiritual well-being, your emotional well-being. So looking at yourself very holistically and saying, how do I feel? Where where are my energies coming from? Do I feel as if I've got um, lots of fear coming up from beneath? Do I have a an anxiety that's coming? And if you've got those negative energies in the body, they're going to manifest themselves as negative behaviours, as negative attitudes and as negative thinking. So in, individually, people need to act 
actually look at themselves because the answers lie within. There's nobody that can motivate you to change other than yourself. Right, um, right. You, you, you can be inspired to change, but motivation, the strongest motivation comes from within. And, you've, and it's a bit like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you look at yourself and say, well, apart from, you know, most of us would find something at fault with ourselves if we looked at ourselves physically. But if you ignore that side and you say, well, how do I manage my dynamic with people I love? And if you think to yourself, well, I'm really not handling myself very well, you've got to ask yourself why. And that constant questioning is like drilling down to root cause. When you do root cause analysis in the workplace to do incident investigations, you say, what went wrong? Why did it go wrong? Then you find out some major causal factors and you ask questions. Why did that happen? Why did that thing not work? Why did that person not push the right button? So you keep asking why until you get to the absolute root cause. And if you know that your relationships are struggling and that you're being overly critical of people or you're not responding except in a negative caustic kind of way then the the reason for that is always you it's not them it's mm -hmm. you. you people are responsible for how they act and don't act how they speak and don't speak so it's the yes and no situation of that and other people who were on the receiving end they're responsible for how they respond to that so if somebody is silent, then you can respond with silence. If somebody is caustic, then you can respond with calm and ask them why they feel that way instead of being caustic back. So it's all about people managing what they can manage and understanding themselves why they feel or do the things that they do and why they feel a certain way. That takes, it's not, doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of time for people to gain that level of self-awareness and what I call journeying to self-intelligence, where you really know yourself well. You, you can pick up on the signs when you're out of balance. And, you know, that's about the inner peace thing. It's all about finding balance in those four quadrants, spiritual, emotional, physical, mental. We, we are not we can't operate independently of those things. Our spirit is always there and how we think manifests as a physical. We know that mind over matter, the psychosomatic response right. in medicine, it is a how we think is what we manifest physically. And if our emotional intelligence is a little low, then we're actually not going to respond and discern what we're hearing and seeing quite as well. Well, I know, you know, you do a lot of consulting with Serenidad Consulting, serenidadconsulting.com, for those of you who can check it out while, uh, while we are on the air here. But I wanted to flip that. So what if a person is caustic and is just very difficult to be around and as a either employer, employee, acquaintance, whatever, you're, the person is you. Is they're trying to be very uh, calm and uh, responsive, but in a positive way. But that caustic person doesn't seem to take any hints, or doesn't seem to you know to want to change behavior. Is there anything that a rational person can do, say, act um, to help that person discover 
you know, get to their core, get to keep digging down? Is there anything that well, they can do? It's like an alcoholic or a drug addict, you know? I mean, you have to want to change, but look, they don't. It, Exactly. Look, it is hard. It's a bit like giving unsolicited advice. And, you know, people. if people need advice, they'll ask for it. And if people don't need advice, then we shouldn't assume that they do. And and you can, if you want to give advice to somebody, you can say, look, I know this is unsolicited, but I would, if it was me, I would do blah. Uh-huh. But it's very difficult in a work situation. You can't avoid caustic people. I'm in that boat exactly now. There are a couple of individuals that are nothing short of drama queens. <laughs> they are, they are, they, and that's, they're self-confessed drama that's, queens. And it's really difficult. difficult. And it makes every interaction uh, uh, untrusting. I, you know, there's no trust there. There's no respect there, therefore. Um, there's, really there's no unpleasant. truth. And really it, it makes it really unpleasant. But the yes. two, you know, when you don't have, when you don't have control over other people, which we don't, right, we only no. control our response to other people. The the best two things are distance and time. Now, mm-hmm. I you know that can work to your benefit or it can work not to your benefit. It really depends on the context. So this is not a broad brush statement. It's not like saying, well, distance myself from that person and give it lots of time or, you know, one or the other. Yeah, but by doing that, you could miss a deadline or a timeline, right? Absolutely. and that's, yes. the nature, that's the downside, right. So it's really, really hard when you're in a work situation. You've almost got to rise above. And, you know, the, the old thing of you be the best that you can be, mm-hmm. not what you want. Don't, don't make that person the best that you want them to be because that goes back to do I want them to change to suit me or am I prepared to role model the right behaviours? Now, with the drama queens that I was talking about, yeah. th- they know they know flat out that they're drama queens. That's how they operate. Well, they it's a, they're a bit like Trump in that regard, uh, a bit of a, a chaos maker. Yeah, um, yeah, what I call the fifty-two pickup people, where you throw the fifty-two cards of from the deck up in the air, they fall on the ground, and everybody scrambles to get a card. So you don't place them nicely on the table; you just throw them in the air, and that does not do anything other than create distrust, um, a, a lack of control of the situation, it creates a chaos, a chaos, a chaos. and it, what it does when, it create, when you create that sense of chaos and uncontrolled consideration of something really important, what that does is open the door for the really, really negative people, like the terrorists of this world, the lone actors, um, like the the uh, megalomaniacs and the dictators of this world, it actually opens a, a place for them to make their entry and use that chaos to their benefit. And that's that's where the penny hasn't dropped for the individuals. We have, it's like ripples on a pond. If every individual was strong, self-controlled, emotionally intelligent, able to temper their moods and and their responses to suit the situation, situationally aware, in other words. If we had everybody operating and resonating at that peaceful, controlled, non-ego state position, 
then we actually would probably starve out the terrorists and starve out the dictators because they couldn't survive in a positive environment. They only thrive on negative and chaos and fear. You know, I always wonder about this negativity and chaos and fear that people choose because to me it's a choice, right? They choose to operate that way. And from your experience in working with so many uh, different organizations and companies and people about peace and trying to get peace, do you find that they feel like they're thriving in this negativity? I, I, you know, see, I'm, I'm such a positive person as are you. And it makes me, I mean, I don't, when I meet people who are so negative, I don't understand how it makes them happy or makes them tick or is it attention? What is it that drives the negativity? Look, look, uh, you and I both know there's, there's a lot of potential answers for that. When you're dealing with somebody that actually has uh, chemical imbalance in the brain where there is behaviours that result from that chemical imbalance, that's where you need to have people on the diagnostic scale and mm-hmm. they need to be treated medically. Um psychopaths are in that space, schizophrenics are in that space. So, you know, we need to have empathy for those people. They also need to have medical support. When we're talking about uh, antisocial personality disorder, narcissism and those kinds of things, ultimately they are choices. There's nothing that tells that person uh, not to be that way. There's no chemical imbalance that sends the wrong messages. They're actually they've evolved spiritually to be to manifest that is the, as their personality. And those people are very unlikely to change because they firstly they don't want to recognise there's anything wrong, and they don't see that what they're doing is wrong. So the avoidance the avoidance strategy is probably a good one. In in army speak, one of one of the uh, doctrines of army is to use a maneuverist tactic and this is very helpful when you're dealing with dictators you can maneuver around them you don't go straight at them whereas you know if you're dealing with individuals who are narcissists and and you know total um, chronic bullies serial bullies in the workplace for instance those people need to be called out you need to call out the liars, you need to stand up to them, and the more power that you can actually demonstrate in front of them and show them that you are very powerful in yourself, the less likely they're actually going to get traction. And I want to make a really key point here. People that thrive on negativity are very short-lived. They will get choked out by the people who are positive. They, they cannot survive in a in a super positive environment they just cannot and and so you've got to maintain against all adversity you've got to maintain the positive against the negative and stand up to it and see that to me is the um the highlight or the the icing on the cake is that despite all the negativity going on in the world if we take control of our own inner selves our own inner spirits our own mind body emotions right and we stay positive we we will i i mean i believe with my heart as you do we i believe that we will survive and we will be able to make a difference for those yes but but do you think that any time because I really haven't experienced of being able to change somebody who is so negative to somebody who is 
positive. It's kind of like in acting. Yeah, my whole career in acting, directors would always say they would much prefer somebody to come in and be very ebullient and kind of over the top because it was easy to bring somebody down. So it's easy to bring somebody from positive more to the negative, but it was very hard to bring somebody who is down and depressed up. So uh, what do you think? Look, I th- that's that's true. And what that negativity comes from is emotional baggage. I will go to my grave saying that anger, and I've written about this, anger is there because somebody holds emotional baggage and they're not letting go. They're not letting go Mm -hmm. of the negative thoughts associated with memories. Hence, they have an emotional connection and they hold the emotional baggage. Once you let go of that, you don't have to let go of the memory. I can talk about a bunch of stuff in my past that was absolutely horrific, but I don't have any emotional connection to it. So it's not baggage. It's just, it's like paraphrasing it's out of a book. It's, well, it's, it's fact. History. It's fact. It's history. Yeah, it's and fact. It's, it's history. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And, it. and there's no emotional tie to it. So I can't get weighed down by it. So that, that feeling of lightness comes. You can actually achieve that through uh, mental visualizations. There's a lot of ways to do that. And, and I talk about this in No Boxing Allowed is how to let go of baggage. Baggage is the biggest the biggest incumbent to us in global peace, as is ego, but the power and control struggles are the other thing. And people need to actually get a grip, grow up and realise that they only control themselves. And if they have a position that allows for control, then they've got to use that position in a positive way. If they use their position like Putin has done in a right. negative way, standing on a soapbox and, and saying, I'm going to take over chunks of this country, I don't care what you think or feel, I will do this anyway. That, I mean, it's people people in that position who use their power in a negative way will only bring destruction, but it's not a forever situation. It will resolve when people have the resolve to stand up and say no and keep pushing back, which is exactly what Ukraine is doing. And, you know, it's no different to countries, Spain, Portugal, UK, Greece, where you've got communities that are absolutely suffering in in a depressed economy and they, they can't get enough food to feed their kids. They can't get a job. What the hell do these people do? Where do you – you can't buy positive on a tree. It's not – there's no positive tree sitting in the backyard. People actually need to go back to bare bones, go back to their survival instincts and say, what can I control to ensure our survival? And that's where humanity is, is really clever. It can survive. And don't you think, I mean, when we see what's happening in Ukraine, I have been so incredibly impressed and humbled by these Ukrainian people and their their strength, their fortitude, their, their just decision to just go on despite all of this that's being thrown at them. Yeah. I think they're just such a role model. I mean, I, I've really, really been inspired by them. And I, I want to remind our listeners about your books. Now, first of all, um, Nola's website is Serenidad Consulting, S-E-R-E-N-I-D-A-D, consulting.com, um, because it's all about peace. But she's written many books, and she's won many awards 
from PMS to PMA, the book she just uh, referenced, No Boxing Allowed. She has a memoir, The Peace Angel. And you did the book on post-traumatic stress, not a life sentence. And you also have a children's book. Uh, Yeah. these are all, I mean, all of these books are referencing what you are talking about now, yes. how really yeah. positive, you know, how positivity is a choice, how we really have to go inside, get to our core and, and really determine, you know, what really is crucial in life. And I wish that some of these um, autocrats and some of these narcissists would read your book. Look, well, it's true, and and one uh, one of our most senior consultants in Serenidad at the time, Kelvin Glare, is his Victorian Police Commissioner. We offered him to the United States free for his services, and simply for them to cover costs to do with you know helping with the gun violence issue. Um, mm-hmm. And we, this goes back 2013 when I first wrote to the VP's office, VP Biden at the time. Now, Kel re- read my memoir, and he he was saying, you know, there are a lot of positive messages in this that many people could do well do to take on board but ultimately the 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 pivotal thing is what i talk about in post-traumatic stress not a life sentence i see so many bits on social media i see so much coming through if we look at the volume of trauma that's happening globally there are going to be a lot of people who could by choice put themselves in the ptsd label category and say, oh, I've got a disorder, I'll always have that. They can be in victim and and suffering mode by choice or they can say, okay, I have had an, an ab- a normal response to an abnormal situation. It has traumatised me at a psychic level, which is what it's all about. My emotions are not stabilised yet. I will work on myself. And over time, those stress or responses, those symptoms that we label as post-traumatic stress, they will ease over time. They can be gone. And that person, therefore, enables a new self-fulfilling prophecy. If you write down something and say, I've got this condition, I will always be a victim, I will always be sick, then that is what will happen. That's what will happen. Because what you think about and talk about comes about. Comes about. It comes about. I mean, It's uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. We create our future. I mean, the the only way to really, you know, know our destiny is we create it. So if we Mm -hmm. choose again to be positive uh, and to look, uh, you know, to, to work on ourselves to make sure that we can be that way, Things yeah. are going to be brighter. Things are going to come our way. And so with that, what you're talking about and, and, uh, and the uh, post-traumatic stress or any, anything like this, do you feel that because the world has been in such chaos for the last couple of years with the pandemic and then economies and, and now, you know, the war, and there's just so much going on and the political unrest. I mean, it just it seems so polarized. Do you feel that many people are actually suffering from a type of um, post-traumatic stress response? Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know you can have a stress response to a situation, and that response can last for a week, a month, a year, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, and certain things can trigger those emotional and and thinking processes again, you, you long after the event has passed. But it can be so hard for you to navigate that it leaves a lasting impression. Now. 
the it's all about building resilience to negative events. When none of us can escape a negative event, though we look at some people and we think, "My God, have you ever suffered in your life?" The answer right. is no. And 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 we kind of and I I fall back to the old saying of, "Well, God would only give you what you can cope with," and that's so true. Um, and and you know we the universe works in very mysterious ways, but we have to. Acknowledge that it happened, not ignore that it happened. Say, yes, this happened. And 2020 and 21 were just gross. They were horrible, horrible years. And we're just starting to come out of it now. We've been hit with all these economic sanctions and these these economic barriers to, to being able to move forward with our lives. We've had people die en masse. And we have to deal with that ourselves individually. We have to support others to deal with that. And we have to know that it the light will always come. Mm. It just might be a slightly longer road. This, this, I knew when this pandemic hit that the um, the International Monetary Fund would at some point say, mm, you know, all all the loans are going to get called in now because we don't have enough money to run the world. Um, you know, and and you can't keep borrowing from an empty bank account, which yeah. governments have been doing. Right. You can't go right. into deficit forever because the people who suffer the, are the ones at the coalface. All of us who are out there doing jobs and paying taxes, we're the ones who suffer. And and governments can't play us like pawns. Um, David Suzuki once said, if we don't stop fighting and we don't stop polluting the earth, we will be extinct by the end of the century. Now, I was at a conference, longevity conference he was at, and, and it was a very sobering point that he made but i think now we're in that we add another layer to that if we don't stop self-pitying at, at on on mass then we will be extinct because we will create our own negative destiny, destiny. we're going to create our destiny well as we're coming to the end of our time together i want you to leave us with one of your positive messages for uh, inner peace, how we can avoid conflict, especially during the Christmas time. And, and just, you know, be, be the best person we can possibly be so that we can live in the best possible world. What yeah. would you like to wrap it up with? Look, I think to say to people positive is always best is, is the easiest thing. Maintaining a positive view of others and actually knowing how emotionally equipped you are to deal with negativity, that's the first thing. You need to check your own perceptions, whether your perception of something or someone is real and if it's not necessarily real, like you check benchmark against other people, do you think that person is so-and-so or such-and-such? Benchmark and make sure that your perceptions are accurate. Um, pause before you say something or do something mm. and and just wait. Like even if it's a five-second pause, then you will perhaps not say what you're about to say. So don't explode. Um, keep the negative in check by controlling yourself on the inside through all of this. And ultimately, the thing that people need to do, and I say this almost every year, is is be genuinely compassionate and empathetic. Mm-hmm. Don't be false. Be be your real self. And if somebody's hurting and you can't help them, then don't avoid them. But don't, you know, don't not acknowledge that they're hurting. 
Um, we acknowledge have the pain. We have to acknowledge the pain. Acknowledge. You don't have to take it on, but you would. You can say, look, I'm really sorry that happened to you. That's mm -hmm. as simple as that. I'm really sorry you feel that way. You don't have to give them an answer. They didn't ask for advice. You know, really just tone back the dialogue. Say little. Little is more, um, that old adage, and maintain, go, go into a situation with a positive thought that everything will be okay, not a, oh, my God, you know, this is going to be bad again. And and that's probably the biggest message, um, closing message I can give, especially when we're approaching Christmas and all of the things that go with it. Well, also, I really love your pause because there is a saying that it is it is the blank space between the notes that makes the music. Yeah. And I think that pausing, pausing is just an incredibly um, great recommendation because it's very hard to do. So that's yeah. like, you know, take a breath, swallow, step back. If possible, wait till the next day and see if you're still there. Yes, you yes. Know? Nola, as always, you're just brilliant. I'm going to give out your website again. Oh, thank the you, Consulting, S-E-R-E-N-I-D-A-D, consulting.com. Serenidadconsulting.com. Her name is Nola Hennessy. Please check out her books. She's written several award-winning books, multi-award-winning books. And the book she was just speaking about was No Boxing Allowed, but she also has several others, that, and they're all very helpful. Well, Nola, I wish you just a very jolly, healthy, happy, merry, holy, all the good words, <laughs> positive Christmas. I know that you're going to enjoy it, and I and I hope that you can stay cool because it is hot down there. <laughs> and, and and likewise to you, I hope every I hope these blizzard conditions leave the United States, and everybody can just have a a mellow Christmas day yes. with a little bit of light snowfall or something. That would yeah, be great. That would be. Likewise, I love being uh, talking with you and being on air with you. And one day when I, the borders open and I can get over there unvaccinated, I will. Yeah, we're going to see you again. So, I mean, we've been doing this for, what, 11 years or something? Yeah. We're yeah. not going to stop now. We're going to continue yeah. bringing Nola's wisdom at least once a year to star style, be the star you are. So, Nola, again, happiest, happiest of holidays and Christmas to you, your family, everybody. And thank you so much for coming on. SerenidadConsulting.com, Nola Hennessy, check it out. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have a quick business bite and then just another quick segment. And then we are off for Christmas. So stay with us just for a few more minutes. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. 
be the star you are dot org dare to care It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is called... Well, I am Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. And I'm just with you a couple more minutes just to wish you just a major, wonderful, happy holiday. And I want to just read a couple of uh, this quote because I think it's so important. This Christmas, mend a quarrel, seek out a forgotten friend, Dismiss suspicion, replace it with trust, write a letter, give a soft answer, encourage youth, manifest your loyalty in word and deed, keep a promise, forego a grudge, forgive an enemy, apologize, try to understand, examine your demands on others, think first, go to someone else, be kind, be gentle, laugh a little more, express your gratitude welcome a stranger, gladden the heart of a child, take pleasure in the beauty and wonder of this earth, speak your love and speak your love again. This was originally written several decades ago by Howard Hunter and it just expresses everything I wanna say. And I just wanna end by saying I have a list of folks I know all written in a book and every year when Christmas comes, I go and take a look and that is when I realized that these are a part, not of the book they're written, but of my very heart. For each, each name stands for someone who has crossed my path sometime, and in that meeting, they become the rhythm to the rhyme. And while it sounds fantastic for me to make this claim, I really feel that I'm composed of each of these remembered names. For I am the total of the many folks that I've met, and you happen to be one of those I prefer to not forget. And whether you've been with me uh, many years or a few, in some way you have had a part in shaping things I do. So every year when Christmas comes, I realize anew the best gifts life can offer is meeting people like you. So may the spirit of Christmas be forever endured and leave its richest blessings in your hearts of yours as well. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And I just hope all your dreams come true. So expect the best. Appreciate everything. Never give up. Make it fun. Lead, invent, regroup, and smile a lot. And live as if you already have everything you need. And thank you so much for being with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You can find out more about Star Style Productions or myself, Cynthia Bryan, at CynthiaBryan.com. I did just write a new children's book, No Barnyard Bullies. It's available at CynthiaBryan.com. Go to the store. Great for gifts. For Be the Star You Are, the end of the year is coming, bethestaryouare.org. We've been working very hard throughout this pandemic to help those in need. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being and know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, 
and celebrate every moment of your life. And visit Nola Hennessy's website at serenidadconsulting.com and pick up one of her books because it will help you be a more positive person. And just remember, I think you're the greatest, the best, the most wonderful, the coolest. Just be you. This is not a test. You've already run the race. So go out into life and get what you want. And until we celebrate next week, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self and have a wondrous, marvelous Christmas. Just remember, I hope that Christmas brings you joy and peace. May the good times come your way. And from all of us here at Star Style, Be The Star You Are, and Voice America, I wish you a very, very happy holiday. Thanks for joining me, and let the good times roll. Merry Christmas. Be the star you are, the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.